0: I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing. Nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing.
1: Yeah, you're right, Jeffy. Let's not compromise. Let's keep making something we've never seen. A risk was taken with on the town. And look what happened. Betty and Adolph burst onto the scene. A shout out to Comden and Green. When Bach and Harnick were
0: riding tenderloin They were taking a risk to ride a show about horses. When Kander and Ebb were working on the rink I'd like to think at some point John looked at Fred and said I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing Than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing Nine people's favorite thing Than a hundred people's ninth thing Favorite thing. With us today, we have a very special guest. Hunter Bell is joining us uh, from the secluded parts of uh, the outside of the New York uh, skirts. And uh, Hunter, thank you for joining us on Broadway Radio. Really appreciate it.
1: James, I'm honored. Uh, so happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's so great to talk with you. Um, coming up... Uh we have the Vineyard Theaters. I'm going to try this and correct me if I get this wrong. Let's the, do it. Let's
1: three times okay, fast. Okay, three times fast.
0: The title of show <laughs> show Vineyard Theater Virtual Variety Show show. I um, you that, nailed it. You, that's nailed coming it. up <laughs> on Saturday May 30th at 8 p.m. And uh so tell us what this uh what's what's a virtual variety show?
1: Well, I think we've all gone virtual, so we'll tackle the virtual part first. And I was like, well, let's just put that right in the title and say what we are right away. But uh, the origins of it are, uh, you know, the Vineyard Theater is one of my artistic homes. It's where we began Title of Show's Journey, which started there off-Broadway, and then we made it all the way to the Great White Way. And we did another piece called Now Hear This with those same group of collaborators, myself, Jeff Bowen, Susan Blackwell, Heidi Blickenstaff, Larry Prescove, and Michael Barres, And so we love the Vineyard. And of course, like all the theaters around everywhere, when uh, when everything went down with the pandemic and folks had to shut their doors, the Vineyard started uh, the campaign for right now so that they keep, keep, uh, keep, keep funds robust, make sure we stay open and uh, pay the staff and be able to bring incredible new shows like they do when it's time to gather again and so they had the campaign for one and if you donated $25 or more you got a ticket to see the title of show show Vineyard theater virtual variety show show so uh they approached us and said hey uh, like could we put together a fun thing for people that did donate um and you can still donate at vineyardheater.org all the way through the 30th and probably beyond um but at the $25 price point then you get a ticket to come see our shenanigans. So that's the origins of how it happened. The how, Why we call it that when we were the journey from off-Broadway to Broadway with Title of Show, we created a web series called the Title of Show Show, which kind of just was born out of we had this time and space in between, and we also wanted to promote the show and keep it in the zeitgeist and have a good time making. We truly just had a great time making things together, and we switched to this platform uh, I will add that show and even the variety show we have our secret weapon is Matt Vogel, who's one of our co-directors and our editor. Um, Matt Vogel, a lot of people may know out there for listeners. And if you don't is also the voice of Kermit the Frog and uh, Sesame characters galore and big bird and a remarkable creative force. So he, along with Michael Barrett kind of are shepherding this idea, the rest of the, the title. So that explains the title show, show yeah. part. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. uh, then the, we were like, what, what, what what direction do we take this? There's so many great benefits happening online. I mean, I've been really moved by how the community is pulled together uh, to raise funds for theaters, raise funds for Actors Fund, raise fund for BCEFA Covenant House. There are these incredible concerts and things happening. So we knew we wanted to do something that celebrated the vineyard. We wanted to do something that kind of celebrated our sensibility and aesthetic. And hopefully it's going to bring a lot of joy. and we were all kind of grew up with Donnie and Marie shows and <laughs> Brady's Brunch Hour and Dolly Parton show and, uh, you know, all these kind of variety shows and sort of as a fun catch all. Uh, so it's sort of inspired by that spirit of those, you know, lap in variety shows that's something that can, just funny I and mean, share, be a, a, a catch all for all the great talent and the guest stars that we'll have on the show and all our zany comedy too. That's the longest answer ever, but it's the longest title ever, isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, you, you just triggered a thought. Uh, uh, you know, one of your uh, – or actually two of your special guests are Stephen Pasquale and Philippa Sue. And you Absolutely. said Donnie and Marie. And if you can get them to do I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and I roll. Know.
1: I know. Well, they, I, it's in the can. I won't give anything uh, away yet. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that one. But, but there's still time. Maybe we just go back and just scrap what they did do. But, you know, a lot of it, too, is um, – we just want to embrace and, and let people have a good time, come in, sing some songs, do some sketches, tell some jokes, do uh, some uh, tributes to the vineyard. And I'm grateful for Steve and Philippa and all the good folks. Uh, so we're, we're having some really fun guests and we're having a really fun time putting it together. as We are little home studios as we all are learning to be now. And But I think What I love is just the spirit of coming together. A, to have a great time. B, to raise money for the Vineyard Theater. Because I love those guys and they do amazing work.
0: Some of the other folks that are going to be joining you are Bill Irwin, Cheyenne Jackson, Linda Lavin, Leslie Odom Jr., Nicolette Robinson, Zachary Quinto, uh, Brooke Shields, the Lopez Family (laughs) Singers.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Bobby and Kristen have posted some... uh, you know, fun videos with their family. And so we were like, you know, in the spirit of the Partridge family, sort of that Brady Bunch hour, let's see if we can recruit the Lopez family singers mm-hmm. in their quarantine. And it's been so fun to kind of ideate and also to collaborate with all these talents and rope them into our nonsense and see if they'll have a good time doing it too. And so far, so good. Uh, so we are frantically filming and editing and illustrating and having a great time with it. So
0: that's something that I didn't uh, think about, but I-, I guess it makes more sense. Uh, is so many of these things we've seen in the last uh, two to three months have been live but you guys are actually yeah. packaging it and putting it up so you're not going to have any uh technology snafus
1: we uh, we, we uh we are hope not the wood not uh i will i'll tell you the day after <laughs> to make certain downloads uh, i don't want to i don't want to anger the download god oh no yeah guides. absolutely um but yeah i mean part of it is just kind of fun creative control and how we can package and edit things with that and i love these live things but gosh bless them too um it's you know i I watch and i'm like oh (laughs) we're all in that space now where we're just trying to kind of figure it out as we go along and i am open heartedly watching these things too even if there's a little bit of a delay or whatever they're great shows they raised a lot of money, but we're like let's see if we can package this up and edit it more also to add some fun um graphics and you know maybe a laugh track or two if you need it
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh th- that's good and I think that um yeah, we've had a a steep and quick learning curve that these Ooh. have got these these have gotten so much better in such a short period period of time
1: right. Boy howdy. And I do, I mean, I look to theater people to collaborate and innovate. And it actually has been inspiring to, you know, we've all had my I'll own it, I won't project on any listeners, but you know, we've had rough days, you know, and we'll continue yeah. to have it's been a roller coaster. And when I have down days, I have gone to YouTube and I've gone to these specials um, and these concerts and uh the bombshell last night, you know, and the smash. Yeah, like to, to, to watch these, these things, to bring some joy and just for a moment um, escape. Sometimes it's a moment to remember and to honor when they do beautiful montages. But it, I, I've, I tell you, I've never been more proud to be an artist and a maker of things because in this time where we have this different kind of time on our hands um, that people are turning to music and dance and art and clips and clips of old Broadway shows and clips of old talk shows and podcasts like you guys, you know, to lift us up and lift us through.
0: How did a boy from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, end up in New York doing shows?
1: (laughs) That's a great question with a banjo on my knee, as they say, right? Uh, That's true. My brother and I were both born in Tuscaloosa. My dad, Dr. George Houston Bell, uh, was getting his PhD at University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And my my brother and I were both born down there and then, my father and mother were both um, in education, and my dad was a, a principal and headmaster at schools, and at one time head of the Southern Association of Independent Schools, and my mom was an incredible teacher and uh, English teacher and art teacher for years and years. So education's in my blood, and the theater was in my blood, and my dad had gone to actually one of his many degrees. he gone to Divinity School at Yale, and would come in and out of the city at that time, this is in the fifties and you know, for a few bucks here and there, hop on the train down from new Haven and see shows. And he had this box of all these great playbills that that, I mean, Mm -hmm. incredible stuff and saw, um, you know, my fair lady at the Schubert out of town tryout and saw Paul Newman and things. And he and his buddies really um, loved the theater. And uh, he approached it like kind of from storytelling and, no desire necessarily to be an actor but loved the theatricality of storytelling and how storytelling applied to all kinds of things a fun story side story is he uh, was friendly and knew Thornton Wilder um, at the time and wow. uh, he and his buddies would go talk to Thornton <laughs> Wilder about the theater so I think it was kind of in the blood my mom loved music we had cast recordings and albums so it was a house that valued education it was a house that valued storytelling and certainly loved the theater so that was always kind of in our family. I was very lucky. Then we moved to North Carolina and did community theater. Then I moved to Atlanta and did high school theater, high school thespians, and found my people. And like so many of us, I'm sure people listening, um, even if you go on to do it professionally or not, you kind of found that love early on. And I was definitely one of those. Definitely one of those. So that's, that's the security history. It got me to high school. And then I went to Webster University in st louis missouri an incredible conservatory um and graduated in musical theater went back to atlanta and then made my way to broadway because i i knew i wanted to land there eventually i didn't necessarily know how but i i knew i wanted to be in that city because i'd gone to see shows with my school group and seen shows with my family and i loved it and i'm grateful to be doing it so uh, y-
0: there was a uh, uh- kind of a black box in between atlanta and broadway so
1: <laughs> that's right it it's, seems so, as though that, it's that, that easy it's, it's that, that easy. easy you know
0: i don't understand why everybody just doesn't do it you know
1: um it was you get off the bus and for, you find an yeah, apartment you know, yeah. yeah uh with a, a dance belt and a tube of chapstick and just like star to be um <laughs> i you know there were many years uh, i worked a lot regionally i was very fortunate as a performer and worked in some great regional theaters, Alliance Theater, Mm. St. Louis Reps, Cincinnati Playhouse, Cleveland Playhouse, Coconut Grove Playhouse, um, Stages. And I loved working around the country. I was really fortunate. I would always audition for Broadway shows and um, maybe get close and sometimes not get close, but I was, I was working and I was, you know, had my sublets and slept on couches and boutons. And then I loved going out of town and, what I always say to also a lot of like young performers too is um I mean different strokes for different folks, but i i I would sleep on couches so I could go out of town and work for a buck fifty here and there. but I love those experiences because I met other talents, I met directors, I got to learn and grow, and that happened over years and years and then I met m- some of my collective uh Jeff Bowen, uh, doing a production of good News to Silva Henderson Brown listeners. Exactly. <laughs> um, we did, we called it Winterstock. It was at Virginia beach at a theater called the Commonwealth theater. And that director choreographer was Mary Jane Houdina who had been in the original follies. Um, and it's just a force and an incredible, uh, person and, you know, brought so much history. And we had a blast with that show, met Jeff, came back to New York, and we started kind of writing together and we started collaborating with Susan Blackwell on, Nutty Things downtown at uh, Dixon Place and PS122. And we just started making our own work um, and doing it in front of a few empty folding chairs many nights. And um, then that title of show journey started to happen for us. So that fills in a little of the black box, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the, that that's very helpful because I'll add,
1: I'll add a lot of catering, a lot of uh, packing boxes in a warehouse, a lot of waiting tables, all those gigs in there too. So yeah, you know, that was that was about a ten fifteen year journey for me.
0: I, I mean, you. I mean, Jeff and Susan and Heidi. I mean, uh, lots of people. Um, Collaborators get together, but it, there seems to be something very special between the four of you.
1: Absolutely, and then Michael a, also. Mean, I, yeah. I don't mean to leave yeah. Michael out of it. No, yeah, absolutely, and Larry Presser and Larry. There. Yeah, you know, there was a um that title of show journey. Susan uh, has a, a great quote. She's often said, "Of I knew I was making something with my friends in a room. I didn't know that room was an elevator." And <laughs> the, you know, we That's kind of started. Uh, you know, I, it's in the show. We worked on the show uh, in my Hell's Kitchen apartment at a wobbly Ikea kitchen table. And a dear friend of ours uh, originally produced, uh, Laura Camion, who does the Spark File, uh, Susan's podcast now, Laura Camion worked at Blue Man. And she said, I had a couple of nights down at a theater. Um, uh, do you want to write something? And so we started creating this title show piece in its early form. And what Jeff and I found was, and for listeners who may not know, shame on you, but in case you don't, um, Pick up that cast album. It's a good time. Uh, The show tells its own journey, you know, autobiographical sort of um, uh, meta journey from inception to opening night, eventually on Broadway. And so what we found was the thing that tickled us most was writing about writing and what we were writing and the journey of that. And then we had the opportunity to submit for that first inaugural uh, New York Music Theater Festival season, and we were mm-hmm. sort of selected. They kind of came to us and they were like, "This seems entertaining. Are you are you for real?" And we're like, "No, we're for real. This we think this is a musical. It just happens to be very meta and talk about the music theater festival and all the journey." And we we started that journey with our friends, and we got into the festival. And I remember very distinctly we were at a theater called the Belt Theater, which was next to the old Zipper Theater on Thirty Seventh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was kind of a hole in the wall. And that's kind of where the four chairs and the keyboard came from because, you know, we had a couple of nickels to rub together. And I think other shows were like, ah, oh, this place is a dump. And we were like, we made it, <laughs> you know, and I had such a, we had such joy. I mean, it was a roller coaster too, but we had such joy creating and putting that together. And then the journey kept going and kept going. And then from, you know, off Broadway, then we did at the Vineyard and we did a commercial run at the Vineyard. There is an alchemy to the four of us that is very special. Um, there is a safety uh, in those in those three people that I love and adore them. And Michael keeps us safe and Larry keeps us safe musically. And so when we finished the journey, the crazy journey to Broadway, we, Susan was like, let's make something else. And that started the Now Hear This journey as well. So I'm grateful for that collaboration. I'm grateful for that alchemy. We we spent the today even... The shooting stuff at a variety hour for three hours and trying to make it work. And uh, there are a few people in the world I'd rather get in the sandbox and play with. So I'm very fortunate to have them in my life as collaborators and friends.
0: So title of show, 2006 off Broadway, 2008 yeah. Broadway, 2010 Melbourne, Sydney, 2017 <laughs> yeah. Berlin, Buenos Aires, <laughs> Hamburg in 2018, yeah. Auckland. I, I mean... Did, did did you ever imagine?
1: No, no. And it, it's the gift that keeps giving truly to our lives. It changed our lives. And what's so fun is when it's a piece that you believe in, and I, I truly love it. And I'm grateful when people come up to me like, I saw that show. I was at your first preview. I was, uh, saw it at the Vineyard. I did it at my high school. You know, we as makers make these things kind of um, sort of at times in the dark alone, and then we get together with our friends and put it up. And you don't know the reach you have. And so anytime it's reflected back and the journey continues and that story keeps getting out there, it's remarkable. And I always say to casts that do the show, if you have even a thimble of the joy and fun and uh passion that we had making the show, uh, then it's worth it. And so we get still get messages from casts all over the world mm-hmm. and grateful for it. Uh Jeff and Michael, I got to see production, um, incredible production at in Fredricia um uh theater uh in uh in Denmark and and it was phenomenal and there's production in Japan and uh it it's the gift that keeps giving truly and then we got to get together and do an Actors Fund 10-year kind of reunion concert and that was another culmination to get together and bring old friends and fans together and relive that Um, and then that all led to, truly, we've been in the trenches because we've just launched Now Hear This. We did a big modular version of that that we literally just launched. We were supposed to go. Uh, we love that show, too, and we wanted to license it through our pals at Concord Theatricals. And Jeff and Susan and I were working on a version for schools and amateur and, um, well, anybody can do a colleges, anything. And we were going to go out to a great school, Arch County School of Performing Arts. And the pandemic hit. And the schools canceled, you know, and or school had to move home, and the show was canceled mm-hmm. at first. And Su- Susan Blackwell said, "What if we try this virtually?" So Susan worked with an incredible director out there, Scott Barnhart, um, uh, and Peter Marnaro. Uh, Scott was a performer; he was in Book of Mormon on Broadway, and uh, runs the musical theater program out there now, out, out there right now. And for the past six weeks, the kids shot uh, at home on iPhones and computers uh they did a i think what we've discovered is one of the first full length virtual musicals um filmed during quarantine at home and 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 put that up so again this is because of those collaborators this is because of the trust uh and joy of making things that started at the vineyard theater and now, high school kids are making virtually during the pandemic. So, and that now here this is uh, we're, we're working on. It, we, it ran this past weekend. Ran. I'm making air quotes on YouTube. Full length show. <laughs> the kids, the kids were unbelievable. So shout out to them. And we're looking to put it on another platform so other people can enjoy that too um, for a while. Because I'm so proud of those students. You know, all these students everywhere, just like Broadway, lost their spring musical, lost their show, lost graduation and prom. So to give them an option to make something and do something brought a lot of joy to us so yeah i'm i 'm very grateful for all these collaborators and these opportunities we work hard at it but i 'm grateful <laughs>
0: uh, you've uh, you 've been able to make such an impact upon uh, young performers uh, on both of the uh, title of show and now hear this uh, did was was that uh, a conscious uh, thing to write shows that were accessible to young performers or did it just end up that way
1: i love that question so much um interesting well you know i think it, we have a similar aesthetic my collaborators and i of it kind of goes back to talking about my parents as teachers you know high mm-hmm. school theater there was so much joy in finding that outlet and you know, uh, Heidi's beautiful song entitled Show That Jeff wrote Way Back to Then is kind of about <laughs> finding that dancing in the backyard, that feeling and freedom of why we all fell in love with theater in the first place, of reigniting that. And I think that is associated with kind of a youthful moment. It might have been like, you know, for Heidi, it was playing Annie in a community theater production for someone else in my high school. And so I think there is a, there is a pull towards that because I think that's where we kind of found ourselves discovered ourselves that I think is inspiring to young people because we're kind of hopefully inspiring them to free, to be themselves, to be themselves expressed in their love for Peter and their passion. Now I hear this is a lot about self-discovery and authenticity. And so I think it hits that sweet spot. I think for a lot of young people discovering their passion and their identity as well. Um, also, I think I, I'm, I'm just proud of, um, especially now, lack of cynicism sometimes. I mean, we can be fun and snarky, but there's kind of a lack of cynicism which feels maybe more youthful um, and inspiring, hopefully. But that's kind of how we make our way through the world, uh, both as human beings, hopefully just to free people, inspire people, and sometimes not take ourselves too seriously. Obviously, we're making a crazy variety show, but taking ourselves very seriously in terms of the art form. So we're this great kind of blend, you know, I always say yin-yang of... Of uh, passion and uh, a wide-eyed wonder, you know, wanting to be part of it all. To quote a title, a show song, uh, and that that has a youthful feel to it too. But it's one of my, again, one of our greatest pleasures and passions is to inspire young people. Uh, I probably serve on the board of the Educational Theater Association and Educational Theater Foundation oh. because, because I am where I am because of theater teachers and high school theater teachers. And if there's any way we can kind of give back and make sure these programs are robust and uh, that young people have an opportunity. Again, whether or not they go into business, I want people to have great theater programs so that they can ha- have places to discover themselves as human beings as much as artists.
0: It's heartbreaking about uh there's so many different things of course that are heartbreaking about what's going on right now but uh one of the it's things okay. is the the uh the Jimmy Awards where yeah. so many oh, you yeah. know we've we've got, we've we've been able to see such amazing amazing talent uh through the participants of the Jimmy Awards not even the winners but
1: it oh, every, every single one of them, I mean, every single, and and I, I dare say, if you went to each state and we saw the top yeah. finalists, we'd be blown away too. Um, I the, the 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 flip side of the things we're losing, I'm so proud, um, and of the International Thespian Festival, which has always mm, been yeah. for years it was in Muncie, Indiana, and then then it was in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we were supposed to move um, uh, to IU this summer. That's, of course, you know, been canceled, but they are moving it all virtually to uh, the virtual International Vespian Festival. And again, hopefully with innovation, it'll be bigger and better and more accessible to some kids that may not have been able to afford to fly there. Um, again, it's just about hopefully giving young people some hopes that everything's not gone and to give them some outlets of theater and inspire them. Because we're gonna, they're going to need the art for both kind of the social and emotional healing you know, when it's time to go back to school and we're going to need them as artists, as the artists of the future. And so they can't take a year off either. We're going to need them to go to virtual festival. We're going to need them to do online Jimmy awards and make a virtual now here this show. You know, I want those students to innovate, um, and be inspired and inspire us.
0: You know, you, you shocked me at the beginning of our conversation, uh, when you said roll tide, because I, I? Mo- most <laughs> theater people will not make some sort of football reference. See, in, just, uh, and I mean, well, uh, football at I, university of Alabama is a
1: religion. Yeah. Well, my dad knew Bear Bryant and he started oh um,
0: from Thornton I wild know. to he, Bear he, Bryant.
1: Him, I know he's a remarkable. That's a whole another podcast. He's a remarkable man. Oh my goodness. Um, so he was, uh, he started uh, Tuscaloosa Academy down there while he was getting his uh, PhD. And, uh, so, I and my brother, is, my brother Deaton Bell is an amazing um, producer uh, and works in uh, sports television a lot. So, we again had this interesting mix of all kinds of things. I also think sports is theater a lot of time, too. You know, well, like, uh,
0: I that's uh, what I was going to bring up is that I, I think that we need to support all children's endeavors, whether they be sports or theater or the arts in in the fine arts and you know, just as much money that you spend on the high school football team i don't think that they should take away money from the high school football team i just no. think that they should spend just as much money in what,
1: in dance and on the pie?
0: theater and yeah, that's you know
1: right. uh, to buy the pie um Hundred percent. I, I, you made me nervous to shock you. I was like, "I was an Auburn Tiger. He's going oh. to come for me because I real Tide.'"
0: <laughs> I'm a Penn so, State uh, Nittany Lion, and uh,
1: oh, there you go. All right. So, um, but yeah, I like to I like to drop the sports the uh, sports thing every now and then just to just to impress. Just to mm, impress, and it
0: did. Uh, it did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I think growing up too, again, in addition, it was a fun household to be. In addition to being Crosby albums and original cast recordings of Camelot. Uh, there was, you know, uh, ACC tournament basketball and Dean Smith, and all of that was happening too. Growing up on the East Coast, so I would like to keep it interesting for you and the listeners. We can all learn. We can meet in the middle.
0: Yeah, uh, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Jeff is Florida State, isn't he? Or
1: uh, Jeff was a Stetson, so he Stetson, was a part of Stetson, it, he went to yeah. Stetson, and did his music degree. That's right. Uh, Heidi was a Duke Blue Devil. Oh, uh and, okay. and Susan went to Wright State. So uh-huh. we got it all covered for you. <laughs> we got it covered. <laughs> but I did get a when I I it's funny, I, I love to um I'll go see any sporting thing live because again, I like the live theatrical component. Um and I don't watch a lot on television, you know, I'm a little bit like Super Bowl is a halftime show for sure. me, if I'm yeah. totally honest. Mm-hmm. But I will uh there is a theatricality to all of it theatrically all of it, and like you said, for the students, basically at the end of the day, I I want somebody involved in something, you know, yeah. be a band, be, be it soccer, be it the spring musical or the fall play, um, just those extracurricular activities. So, but often it is the arts are the first thing to go. So again, that's why join the ranks of Educational Theater Foundation and Vespians because I I wanted I don't want I, want, I don't want schools, especially Title One schools and schools that are need to not have the resources they need
0: my son's in 11th grade and at his school they say they say school begins at three o'clock um and <laughs> and i'm really i really love that
1: interesting because, i know that feeling
0: <laughs> and, and I, you know all of us that have done high school uh high school plays and musicals we know what yeah. it was like to you know 100%. go and so. and start doing play rehearsal after school for hours and, hours and hours and hours and the Saturdays and Sundays and things like that. And yes, these, beca- these became your second family. Ends. Oh yeah. These 100% became, the became our families.
1: Movie. It's some of the greatest movies in my mind that I play of. Um, they did. They were, it's your chosen family. It's your second family and the bell would ring and I couldn't get over that theater fast enough. <laughs> really, truly. <laughs> so, uh let's loop
0: back to our vineyard. I'm gonna see if I can get the name correct here. It is let's, the let's title forward. of show the oh I screwed it up already. The title of That's show right. show Vineyard Theater Virtual Variety Show Show. And it's gonna there stream it on Saturday, May thirtieth at eight PM. Uh, and uh, in order to be admitted to this uh, this exclusive club, you can get over to the Vineyard <laughs> Theater's website and make a donation of twenty five dollars or more uh, to get Absolutely. the rights to right, get the right to see this. And it's in support of all the uh, the great folks at the Vineyard Theater. And so we really want to uh, support them so that Vineyard Theater and all of our friends in the uh, in the New York theater community come back stronger than ever after the uh, pandemic is over.
1: Amen. Amen. We're going to have a good time with this show too. We're going to have a good time.
0: Well, Hunter, thank you so much for joining us on Broad Drive Radio. really appreciate you taking your time out to do this. And we look forward to, uh, look forward to speaking with you again. Having me and,
1: back? We're you going to say yeah, have me back? What? Absolutely.
0: Have you back. I, I want to have a big, long discussion about, uh, you and your parents. And, and I, I want to know what it was like. Uh, maybe we can fit it in here. what, what what was it like when you picked up the phone and told your parents your show was coming to Broadway?
1: Oh my gosh. What was it like when I told them we were coming to Broadway? I just. Who told you God. you were going to Broadway? I got chills. Uh, Kevin McCullum was our commercial yeah. producer. And so uh, he had done, of course, for the listeners, Avenue Q and uh, In the Heights and Drowsy Chaperone and On Rent. and On and and <laughs> rent, a little something called rent, little something called, rent. yeah. and a little <laughs> something called title show. And he was part of our journey and our fearless leader, and and made Androsy chaperone. These incredible, such an incredible um, spirit and heart and mind. And I was always proud to be in that company of of writers that he had. You know, it was um, Lynn and Bobby and Bob Martin, and on and on. And I, I, it was just an exciting time, and continues to be. I'm always grateful. So we were trying to get a theater and we were doing the title of show show and one of the things was documented by getting the theater and there's a title show episode where we knew it was going to be released in the new york times uh that we were going to open um at the lyceum theater uh that summer of 2008 that's right yeah and i think kevin called and said okay it's a go in the lyceum and our heads and hearts exploded, um you know it's an interesting thing I always say uh it felt like Cinderella going to the ball, but Cinderella worked really hard before she got to the ball yeah. too. she scrubbed a lot of floors and oh, yeah. so we we i was like this is this is remarkable, but I know firsthand and I'm so aware of it too uh, that doesn't happen to everybody, and there are incredible shows everywhere, and that kind of dream to happen was remarkable, and my gratitude is could build a, fill a stadium. Um, and so when we knew, yeah, I uh, contacted my mom and dad and my brother and they were so happy, you know, so happy for me. And it's just so fun too, because they, you know, for parents that support you and go see every school play and every every single (laughs) good, bad, ugly recital Um, than to have this moment. It is a shared goal and a shared journey. And I'm so grateful. Uh, I lost my mom a few years ago, but they were all alive at a time to come see uh, that opening. And I'm so grateful for that. And to share that night is is something that uh, I'll never forget. And I'm so grateful they were able to be there for that night and for that journey to see it happen.
0: I mean, for a parent to see their child succeed, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there, there's nothing better. And then you get to call them up and say, Our show's going to Broadway. And then, you know, a couple of months later, you say,
1: 100%, 100% got nominated
0: please. for a Tony <laughs> Award
1: that was a crazy night too I call that Tony Awards the Broadway prom and uh, (laughs) (laughs) we we got them all tickets and and they came up and we got to sit in Radio City and you know everybody always jokes about it as a trope they say it's truly an honor to be nominated but oh my god it was an honor to be nominated and be there it was so surreal and Jeff Bowen was my mighty date and it was truly it was nominated for a book but it was a nomination for the entire show because we were also embedded in our heads and hearts with that to separate it out in my brain. So I was happy the show was represented and to have my family there and see that. You know, it's it's so surreal and so fun and the thing that dreams are made of. I'm honored by it
0: well to be continued we'd love to have you to back to be
1: continued anytime yes. thanks for making space for me and thanks for helping promote our big vineyard show i love that place so much you know i know the incredible work that the vineyard theater does and i want him to keep doing amazing plays i mean i just saw is this a room dana h just before we like closed down and they are an institutional powerhouse in forests and Scottsburg boys and having a queue and Title little show And i hear this i'm proud to be an alum. So come check us out on the 3 and have a good time and I would love to come back and roll tide.
0: What your art should be in Sweep the Vampires, Die Vampires you sketched that turtle you saw in an ad on late night cable TV. Tippy Turtle! But your fourth grade teacher said. You can't draw. All oh, those vampires won't let you be.
1: Fuck you, Miss Johnson. Word.
0: And when they come, run like hell. See those bats in your belfry, then call on Van Helsing. In swoosh. In whoosh, whoosh, a whoosh. whoosh Baba do. All the vampires you with thoughts of self-consciousness, feelings of worthlessness, they'll make you second-guess I
1: vampire. There are so many vampires inside, outside, and nationwide. It helps to